Hello, lifers. This is Heather Drew, and this is the Life in the Whirlwind podcast. Happy New Year, my friends. I am recording this actually. Let's see. Hold on. What time is it? Oh, it's 11 o'clock p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. So it is the last hour of 2017. I'm recording this. I feel like it should also be known that I'm in a blanket fort. <laughs> Uh, since everyone's sleeping and I'm recording this in the living room, (laughs) um, just a nice little image for you. Okay. So I have an update on, uh, this upcoming event that I've been telling you about. If you're still interested, uh, the event is called the winter of listening retreat And it's happening this coming Saturday on January 6th, 2018. And it will be in the Philadelphia area. If you are familiar with Philadelphia, it is in Chestnut Hill at St. Martin of the Fields Episcopal Church. And if you'd like to know more about the event, it is on my website, lifeinthewhirlwind.com. On the events tab, you can't miss it. It's a featured event on the events tab. The only event on the events tab, as it were. Uh, So, yeah, I'm sure you won't have a problem finding it. But you, if you are interested in coming to the Winter of Listening retreat, which is going to be a time of centering and refocusing and thinking about what you would really like to, you know, what seeds you'd like to plant this winter uh, that you'd like to see come up in the spring. You know, we did this episode probably three weeks ago, something like that, called The Winter of Listening. And uh, I thought, you know, I'm going to do a retreat on this. Why not? Uh, There are already many people signed up and it's promising to, it's looking like it's going to be promising. Uh, looking good, like a nice event. So I hope you can come. And um, if you'd like to come, you must register on the events page of my website. Okay. That, that, that's that. Um, now that we've gotten that out of the way, happy new year. I've already said that, but um, it's 2018. Now that you're listening to this, it's 2018. Uh, I don't know about you, but I feel pretty ready to turn over this leaf, this 2017 leaf. I'm I'm ready. You know, it's amazing what a difference a second makes. It turns over a new year. It makes a big difference, doesn't it? Um, so perhaps you're feeling something different. Perhaps you're feeling, uh, ready to start something new, or maybe you're ready to bring up something uh, that's been sitting in you for a bit. Who knows? But either way, it's a new year. So uh, what we tend to do, as we all know, what we tend to do in New Year's is we make resolutions. And uh, with resolutions, what I've noticed about resolutions is, and I, I've always had sort of like a, a beef with resolutions. Like I'm not a fan. I'm not a huge fan of resolutions, New Year's resolutions, mostly because I feel like they're very much about 
self-improvement, which kind of, you know, culturally leads to this sense of self-satisfaction. Does self-satisfaction really contribute to us being more fully alive? I'm not sure. I would argue that it does not. Um, that this feeling of self-satisfaction is not what it promises to be. It doesn't deliver what it promises. So when self-improvement is pursued for the sake of self-satisfaction, there's sort of this specific neglect or maybe even a compulsive avoidance of our actual given identity. So what are the, what is you know we we talked about this so many times but what are what is our given identity uh, There are a couple of categories I would I guess that we've covered this year in 2017 just as a reminder our given identities are that we are dynamic that we're not static that we are made for growth uh, that we are also one with God, with the divine, and that we are beloved. So when self-improvement is pursued for the sake of self-satisfaction, I feel like we neglect these identities of dynamic, made for growth, uh, one with God and the beloved. Why do I say that? So I think um, the resolutions tend to be these goals that we set to prove to ourselves and maybe prove to other people that we are worthy, that we have earned, you know, this thing that we've accomplished. We've set this goal for ourselves. We've accomplished it. And therefore we are, we're good to go. We're in good shape. We are capable, except the goals are usually so, you know, they're so focused on self-satisfaction or self-improvement for the sake of self-satisfaction. And that's, that's problematic because, um, you know, this podcast is all about living life fully. And I would say that, you know, this pursuit of, New Year's resolutions uh, can be very externally focused. Like they're focused on the outside moving in approach. And, you know, I'm a little more reversed in that category. I like things to go from the inside out, preferably. (laughs) Uh, I feel like they're more authentic. I feel like, you know, behaviorism only has... Uh, specific roles and we change our behavior, how much does it really change uh, who we are? If we're just setting resolutions or goals for ourselves that are about self-improvement for the sake of self-satisfaction or earning our worth, this is a very outside-to-in approach that doesn't really accomplish much. So I always like a good metaphor, right? (laughs) Don't I? So I thought about this today, earlier today. Um, I was listening to uh, someone give a reflection on the new year and 
this came to my mind, actually. So I thought of the this birth metaphor that, you know, when maybe you've never given birth, maybe you've never even seen a baby be born, but all of us know babies. <laughs> even if you don't like babies, that's okay. This, this metaphor still works. But um, think about a baby being born. When a baby is born, the mother is in labor, the mother gives birth, and it's not like the baby's born and the parents are like, hmm, let's see, is this baby worthy of my love? Should I keep it? Should I give it, you know, um, that's not the kind of thing that happens uh, in the moment of birth. There's this intrinsic value that a baby has, right? And a parent never kind of thinks to themselves, you know, I think I'm going to resolve to make this baby like perfect. I'm going to, I'm going to make this baby never cry. Uh, it's never going to spit up and it's not going to wake up in the middle of the night. This is going to be the best baby ever. Like nobody does that. This is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. We all, we all love that if those things were not true. Um, that's just not realistic because with babies, here's what's true. They're very hard work. They require a lot of attention just to keep them alive, just simply to keep the babies alive. <laughs> uh, they require different kinds of attention. Uh, each baby's different. And also as time goes by, each baby requires something different. Uh, as time goes on. Another thing that's true is that we have to be attentive, you know, as a grown-up that's taking care of a baby, as a parent or any kind of adult who's taking care of a baby, the adult has to be attentive to, you know, even that fact that babies will require different kinds of attention as time goes on. And we need to be aware of changing needs, you know, it's like, my my youngest, ugh, one day she's going to listen to these and just rue the day that I mentioned all these things. But um, my youngest daughter, she was a very simple, easy baby. And then she started walking at nine months, which was absolutely insane. But that just developed this entirely new set of needs because I had to follow her everywhere and we actually called her uh the goat baby because she would climb everything and eat everything it was very dangerous very uh, anxiety producing for a mother like me but here's the thing you know it's it just required a lot of uh, changing awareness we're still talking about babies here i know i'm sorry I'm stuck in the metaphor all that to say, uh, in our right minds, we never expect babies to earn our love or our attention or our care even. Our participation with and connection to um, new humans 
aids in their growth and development regardless. It's like if you don't make eye contact with a baby, it's not going to develop. If you don't give it food and milk and love and touch, this, this child is not going to develop. It's just not. So what does this have to do with New Year's resolutions? Fair question. Um, you know, they, whoever they are, they say a lot uh, um, about people say a lot about New Year's resolutions sort of um, being this like opportunity, right? But really what happens, I do actually think New Year's resolutions are an opportunity, but it's not an opportunity for self-satisfaction in the name of self-improvement or self-improvement in the name of self-satisfaction. It's an opportunity to see actually what we expect from ourselves and what we want. So if you've thought about setting a New Year's resolution, maybe you have, uh, you know, decided that you're going to do something for a little bit of time or you're not going to do something for this new year for a little bit. And just think about what that is if you have. And if you have, just notice what it happens to tell you about yourself, perhaps. Also, notice what it tells you that you might expect from yourself. Here's the thing. I think that classic New Year's resolutions are made out of a spirit of inadequacy. Or maybe even arrogance or narcissism, for that matter. Um, but what it does, when it's made, when these resolutions, these goals that we set for the new year, are made out of a spirit of inadequacy or arrogance or narcissism, it depletes our vitality our aliveness. Because it says that we are only allowed to be noticed if we are amazing and if we have earned it and if we're fresh and new like the new year. So maybe you don't buy this. Maybe you're past this. I hope I hope that's the case. I'll be honest. I'm, I'm feeling a little uh, specific tonight about this, but I think that this is just small for us. Like this isn't really living this kind of measuring ourselves according to uh, goals that we set and whether or not we accomplish them in our own timelines. Here's why I say this. So I heard this, I heard this quote yesterday. I was reading something and I I, I read this somewhere, uh, and this is a sort of a paraphrase, so that's why I'm not telling you who said this, because it's sort of a paraphrase. Um, this person said, maturity is not measured in how well-behaved we are. It's measured in how often we show up, respond to instead of run from hard things, and how we build trust with ourselves and others. So maturity is not measured in how well behaved we are. It's measured in how we show up and how we respond instead of run and how we build trust with ourselves and other people. So it's about maturity 
and growth and, um, you know, becoming fully alive is really about what we allow ourselves to see and know and what we choose to do with what we see and know. So guess what time it is? It's, you know, first day of 2018 here. Here's an invitation for you, for us, for me, for you, for me. What if we, as we start a new year, decide that we are going to let every moment leading up to this moment of our lives to lay the groundwork for continual growth? What if we decide to connect and participate with everything that we know and have access to? What if we intend and uh, show up to being present, to being awake in life, to choosing aliveness, choosing vitality? And what if we decided to live out of this space instead of a feeling of, you know, sort of giving into this feeling of, or, you know, at best giving into the feeling of, but also at, at maximum maybe having an addiction to inadequacy? What if we decided to live out of this space of being present and aware and alive and lay, letting every moment up till now lay groundwork for continual growth what if we decide to show up and participate and connect uh, with all the things we have access to so this is my invitation to you maybe we can just think about this together what does it look like to expand to keep moving to breathe to grow um, I can tell you right now that I have a lot of that to do this year uh, 2017 kicked my butt and, uh, I feel like 2018 has a lot of potential. Uh, I, I, there's a lot of growing to be done and a lot of, a lot of life to be had and, uh, enjoyed and participated in. So that's what I have for you tonight on this New Year's night. Uh, this New Year's Eve night. You will get this on New Year's Eve. This will arrive in your in your life on New Year's New Year's Day. But uh, here's my blessing to you, I guess, is will you show up to whatever is here for you this year? Will you look at what is before you sort of as if it's a feast, a table of of foods maybe you like some maybe you don't but you're going to just try everything and see what happens and uh, and you're just going to show up and you're just going to participate and live life at the table I am very grateful for your presence I am very grateful that I have spent this year virtually and actually with all of you. Uh, this has been quite a project, quite an incredible experience. A thousand plus listeners from 69 countries listening to this. How amazing. 
here we are sitting at the same table, showing up re repeatedly every week. So thanks. And uh, I do wish you the absolute best New Year's Day. And uh, I just can't wait to spend 2018 with you again. Happy New Year, my friends. Take great care.